sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We're still in the Easter season, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. But sometimes our own sufferings and our wounds from the past make it hard for us to experience the resurrection and all of its power. Make it hard for us to experience the God who loves us. Our human hurts can harm our relationship with God, or at least get in the way of deepening that relationship with God. So what do we do with that? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a, from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you have any questions about today's episode, or if you have some ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Um, the Email address is not a Conomac. No, sorry, I almost said it. I'm joined in studio today by Allison Conomac. Hi, Allison. Hi, Dr. Chris Bergwald. Uh, people can find your email online anyway, so yeah, that won't depend on Catholic. Good luck go. with the last name, but you it's posted it. up there. That's true, too. Uh, good luck Googling that around. So, Allison, who the heck are you? Who the heck am I? I am a beloved daughter of my father, and my day job is coming into these wonderful chancery offices, working with wonderful folks like yourself, Bill, lots of other folks here in the chancery offices. Specifically, I work under the HR department in the safe environment coordinating position. So safe environment is like the child abuse and neglect um, requirement that we have of all volunteers and employees with minors and young adults in our diocese, um, as well as all clergy, religious, um, and also visiting folks who are going to minister to those populations. So I get to kind of surveil that, but more deeply minister in those areas. Um, did you say surveil? So I did say surveil. Wow. That sounds so dangerous wow. and so important. <laughs> uh, I'm a big sister, so I love to boss people around. It just was a good fit. So are you, I don't think you have not been on ignition before. I've never been on ignition. Welcome to ignition. Thank you. Um, so just, just briefly, so yeah. I love how you started. I'm a beloved daughter of the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can I, can we get the 32nd version of because you're 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 not a South Dakota native, I can tell you don't have I'm the not. accent. No. So no. <laughs> how just the thirty-second version of uh, how you found yourself working for the diocese of Sioux Falls? I had a wonderful nineteen nineties to early two thousand kind of eclectic Catholic experience. I had a bachelor's in theology from a little liberal arts <laughs> school, then was pursuing a master's in counseling at Franciscan, where I left to join a missionary order and ended up serving in parish ministry in a couple different places in the states. I have family out here in South Dakota and Minnesota and opted, don't hold it against me, I was born and raised in California, right. so you can understand why when I went to kind of settle down, um, I was looking for a place more like South Dakota and Minnesota. I was confessing to my roommate, who's a South Dakotan last night, actually, that um, uh, I just just how much I'm falling in love with this state. It's mm. such a beautiful state yeah, from is. just its, its secular history to its um, religious, uh, the perm permeated presence of God amongst the faithful in this diocese is really, I'm so evangelized by this community and I'm excited to evangelize it as well. Praise God. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, yeah. It, the funny thing is um, we found out that uh, 
the so your family lived on the street for literally on the same block as we do on and, the and, same and block. your your aunt and uncle and I knew when we moved here 18 years ago that they they too had fled California I mean left long California ago. Le- long long way ago way ahead of the curve way ahead of the curve <laughs> Um, yep. So great! Thank, thanks for again for being on ignition today. So uh, I opened the show with that really like I don't know, dramatic opening, the the hook to to get folks to listen. Um, we're celebrating Easter, we're celebrating mm-hmm. Jesus' resurrection, mm-hmm. but the reality is, well, frankly, we're all wounded. Every mm-hmm. one of us, in some way, shape, or form, varying degrees, maybe we're all wounded, and those wounds can inhibit our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we desire to bring them to Him for healing and so on. But but the way, but the sort of the, the question I, I I teased folks with, hopefully, was what are we going to do about that? Mm-hmm. So let's take a take a crack at yeah, it. Yeah, what are we going to do about that? I love that you talk about we're all wounded, and I think sometimes people veer away from that. They like to feel um, because we do. I have a lot of gifts and blessings, and I could say I'm a beloved daughter of my father, but sin and its effects, even private sin, is always socially impactful. So my sin affects me, it affects yep. others around me, and that's what creates the wounds, the effects of sin. We get hurt. Um, that's just the world that we live in. So um, I found when you're talking about, you know, we're, we're coming into the resurrection and, and we want to live the resurrected life. We see Christ risen with his um, apostles and the transformation the apostles experienced right. with that risen life. And we want that. I mean, it spurs my heart. Like um, <clears throat> our, our wonderful bishops knew, uh, or his um, mission for the diocese, lifelong Catholic missionary disciples through God's love. Like that spurs my heart. It lights it on fire and I want to live that. Then I get, however, the, that little hook of all my stumbling blocks, all those stones, the little um, the cords that bind me and keep me from right. living life to the full, Christ yep. risen life. Those are the areas of wound. It can be sin in my life or it can be effects of someone else's sin in my life. Right. And without bringing that to the light, as St. Ignatius would encourage um, us to do with any darkness in our, in our life, like effects of sin or our own personal areas that we've been hurt, those areas, you know, are God is, as a beloved daughter of him, like, he's so good. He reaches for us constantly. Mm. And when difficult things kind of come up, it can feel like things get worse when ugliness comes out, but it's always God mm. reaching first, um, the Father who first loved us, you know, and, and reaches and bring those things to the light so that healing can start to happen. Um, but it's not easy. So so I, I think sometimes, just what you're saying there, mm-hmm. I think sometimes um, we can have this idea well, there's a, there's a common way, uh, even apart from our woundedness. But uh, oftentimes, I'll talk to Catholics, I've, and 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 I've experienced this myself at times. Yeah. Um, that before I can enter into a relationship with God, I have to perfect myself, or I have to address these things first. Like I'm mm-hmm. not worthy to, if you will, enter into His presence the way that I am. I've got to, you know, put on my Sunday best in some moral totally. or spiritual sense, right? Totally. So I have to get right before I can come to the Lord. And what you're saying is, no, 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 no. He's, he initiates this. You, you don't, he's the one who starts this. He reaches out mm-hmm. as you put it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I think maybe that's a, a first thing for people to realize is, um, don't try to deal with however big of a mess we've, we've all, again, we've all got a mess, if you will, mm-hmm. however big, however deep are your wounds might be, we've all got them. Don't try to deal th- the father's already desiring yeah. to heal you of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Amen. The father's always already desiring <clears throat> to heal us. The interesting thing is it's it's such a funny it's kind of 
when our own wounds come up, there's a sense, there's a lot of confliction there. We're afraid we don't want to blame other people Mm. or we feel shame when we blame ourselves. Hard emotions and difficult things are naturally difficult. It's okay that they're difficult. Um, it's a, it is our tendency to want to be perfect and show that we're worthy to come before God. Right. Um, our awesome Pope Francis, he said some beautiful words when he, he gave the analogy called the church the field hospital yeah. for yeah. the sick. And for years before that, I remember hearing kind of in Catholic you know, um, apologetic circles or defending the faith when people are scandalized by the brokenness in their local parish to remember this is a group of sinners, of normal human beings we're talking about. And yep. we come as sinners not a church full of saints who are right. just, you know, they're patting each other on the back. So, um, I, th- but however, just kind of circling back, things that are very difficult, there is a privacy that we want to keep and that belongs to our dignity yep. as well to say these are areas that are maybe complicated, you know, failures of our parents, failures of ourselves when we look back and choices that we've made. Those are things that are, that um, deserve the dignity of a measure of privacy but our tendency is to want to completely look away, sure. ignore, hide, deny, feel like I've um, that happened and it's in the past. I just need to move on, a sort of amputation instead of uh, healthy integration. Ah, uh, so uh, those sorry, <laughs> sorry. So so yeah. So it's like if my if my fingers got like just some disgusting infection on it, um, in my desire like to sort of look away, like. Well, I got. It. Let's just cut it off. Let's just be yeah. done with it. And cut it off. Yeah. And you're, no, no. Let's 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 heal it so it's properly integrated into yeah. my hand, into my body. Yes. And as children, there's a certain human psychology has always been fascinating. Like I said, I left a master's in counseling program. At as a great children, university, by the way, at a great university. Yes. True yes. story. Yes. True story. Um, there's a propensity. There's with um oh I lost my train of thought. Sorry. But, uh, no, that's okay. I'm I'm, children, I'm gazing on children, the beauty of psychology. Yeah, our defense mechanisms protect us and compartmentalize experiences. Mm, yes, it's easier to blame ourselves for abuse if it was at the hands of our parents because it's more horrible to think that the person who's supposed to keep us safe is not and is actually putting us in danger. So there's wonderful defense mechanisms that compartmentalize, but there's a certain um, uh, adolescent to adulthood where we have the cognitive development to start understanding more, less black and white and a little more ambiguity to understand and process certain wounds and to come into healing, okay. for example. So like uh, this is, maybe this is overshare. I had a jaw surgery at 16, but they knew about it at age nine and malformation. Well, they couldn't do surgery until my bones stopped growing. Oh, sure. So it was a, a identified problem, fully covered by insurance to repair but it has to wait for the proper time. All things gotcha. in its proper time. Okay. So yeah, with there's some wound, there's periods in our life we're walking away from something, but there's a time to bring it back. And guess what? God will bring it back through difficult relationships, <clears throat> people confronting you with certain things, seeing patterns and in, in hard relationships that you have. Oh, everybody treats me this way. Well, maybe why is that? What's going on there? Mm. You know, our Lord gently brings up what maybe needs to start being processed. Um, and as you said earlier, so bring it to the light. We we, we need to, light. to bring it into the light in order yeah. for it to be healed. So if it is something, well, okay, how do I know if it's something that I should, um, that I should bring to somebody else? Like like maybe it's a close friend, 
maybe it's it's a professional, a Mm -hmm. counselor. How do I know if it's like serious enough to bring? And then how do I know if it's serious where it's not just a close friend, but actually go have to go to something like a counselor? I think with um, if we circle back to the original um, reflection on just the resurrection of our Lord and desiring that life in us, I think there's going to be kind of two, two, um, not to get too um, compartmentalized. There's going to be someone who's desiring more of God and just longing, and they'll be mm-hmm. you'll awaken to some areas that maybe need conversion, okay. and that's one thing. Another is certain difficulties, and you're seeing wounds from your own sin or from just some psychological effects that you might be having. It could be in symptoms like overeating or right. um, self-criticism constantly and, and things like that. Um, for either one of those, the moment you become aware of either a longing to be fulfilled by God, like the person desiring the fullness of resurrected life, or you have an experience of like, I keep tripping over this thing, or I'm really uncomfortable by this conversation I'm hearing in Bible study. I just It just triggers stuff in me. Those things, the first thing I would recommend is talk about it. But talk about it like you referenced. Talk about it with someone who you feel is worthy of of that intimacy of your heart, someone you could trust, someone you have confidence in. Um, but talk about it with your spouse if that's the safest place, with um, absolutely God willing with your pastor or somebody in your parish. Again, it does not have to be a priest, but it could be in the context of confession. That's often a great concrete place to start. Right where a pastor can point you to even maybe somebody in the parish would be a good person to go out with coffee and have somebody to really share what's going on. But talking about it with another human being, huge, helpful, but talk about it secondly with our Lord in prayer Mm. to make a commitment to bringing, you made reference earlier about we want to come to before God worthy of his goodness. And that's our tendency. Like, like any child wanting to please their parent, they want to say like, look how, you know, what, you know, look, look at me, I'm, I'm worthy. But our Lord wants us just completely honestly in the complexity of what we're experiencing, difficult emotions, anger, even directed toward him. Bring it to him in prayer. Bring the confusion. You don't have to come with answers to God. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come with specific intentions. Come before the Lord and just crack open your heart and let it, just hold it in your hands and let him see it and gaze mm-hmm. on it with love. And then, and then look at him. Give him all your words. Talk to him. And then do the most challenging thing, which is then just to listen. Mm. Give him time. Maybe it's a gaze. Maybe it's not words. Maybe it's words. And maybe it's going to take a while to start hearing his voice. Remember Moses, you know, there's, there's a, a story of him seeking the face of God at one point, and, and our Lord says, I'll show you, you know, and he's not in the thunder. He's not in the earthquake. Right. He is Elijah. A still, yeah, Elijah, sorry. Yep, thanks. Yep, yep. thanks so much. You bet. I'm in equip in doing <laughs> scripture study, and I should know that, so I flunked that moment. <laughs> but um, I'm always here happily. to help. We talked about this before we started recording. Any heresy, I'm all over it. All over it. Jeff. All over it. Yeah. Man. Good. Good. So, so Elijah, he it wasn't in the storm. The it thunder. takes cultivating to hear God's voice and to start to recognize it, and that's where great spiritual companionship comes from. It doesn't have to be a spiritual director. It could be. A, just somebody in the parish, you're like, they're a little holier than me. And mm. I wanna I want that. I want what they have and and ask them to walk with you a little bit and how to do that. Um, so speaking with God and then journal, write it, write it. That's a form of talking that can be really right. even psychological sources say that can be a really great place to process things and to find truth and then resolution to some of those great areas. 
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Allison Connemack, who is the coordinator for Safe Environment here with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Just talking about, um, again, as we're in the Easter season, how the the wounds that we experience, that we have, can inhibit our relationship with God or, mm-hmm. or, or inhibit our experience of the fullness of what God desires to give us mm-hmm. um, and how we can bring the, the need to bring them to him mm-hmm. so that he can heal us. Again, I love the image that you used earlier of like, well, I, I use the finger example. If, if I have a, a bad infection, um, I don't want to just cut it off. I want to, to, I want it to be healed. So it's restored, fully integrated into my, into my, mm-hmm. my hand, my body. So, so what else? Again, I sort of the top of the show, these, 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 these hurts harm our relationship with God or they can. So what do you, what do we do with that? So what else do we do with that? What else do we do with that? Another, um, reality, we have a wonderful Catholic family services in our diocese. Mm that is promoting telehealth, that has a number of grants to support um, health care needs in our diocese, please reach out to Catholic Family Services. Um, seek um, competent psychological support. I mean, we go to the doctor all the time for sinus infections or whatever the case may be. Without shame, I'm not guilty for my Granted, maybe I wasn't eating healthy or so, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe I, a very distant <laughs> irresponsibility. But that, so we don't have that same sort of kind of taboo over, over mental health that exists right. there. And so go to the doctor and get help. It doesn't mean, it's just the most fantastic support. Um, I've been in counseling in my life myself, and it's been nothing but life-giving, mm. um, transformative. There are, there are just human sciences, um, principles in human science that really bring deep freedom and integration to those places. Um, so seeking proper professional support in those areas is is critical. I love how um, it's funny because it's often, I really, I wish there was a way I could ma- wave a magic wand or a grace wand and transform <laughs> the entire world, world to view awareness of our woundedness, not as a stumbling block that keeps me back from being whole or worthy or beloved by God. Yeah, it keeps us back from wholeness of life, but that um, we stay crimped, stunted, and weird if we're not addressing our wounds. <laughs> Say that again. Which crimped, stunted, stunted, and weird. And weird. We do. I mean, you know, it's just, if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to bring us to deeper conversion, to like the catechism talks about, the Holy Spirit convinces us concerning sin. It doesn't just mean like, you, sinner, get to confession. He's convincing us that this is an area that still binds me. It keeps me from the love and intimacy and friendship I deserve with others and with God and in my life, you know, and um, there's such a, yeah. So I just want to encourage people that when these wounds come up, it doesn't mean like, oh, I've uncovered one more way that I'm unworthy. Right, right, right. right. No, God says, I see you and you're ready for this. And I'm providing you ample grace. I'll bring Mm. people into the picture or I'll convince you to stand on your feet and reach out to CFS or another counselor. And let's get this healed and brought to fullness. I really like, so this is kind of me restating what I, what I just heard you say. Um, So if I become aware of yet another wound, but to recognize God's providential hand in that, that he has allowed me now to see this wound. He's, he's brought this wound into the light. Maybe, maybe me kicking and screaming along the way, but Mm -hmm. there's a reason why he's allowed me to see it now. And that ultimately is maybe not today or tomorrow immediately, but it is for this wound ultimately to be healed. Yes. So don't despair. Mm-hmm. Oh, something else. 
mm-hmm. instead recognize, oh, I'm seeing this now because he's allowing me to see it now because he wants, because now is, today's the day. Here we go. Let's start to work on this one. And he's telling you in it, I see you and I trust you with mm. this hard work. He's affirming something already within you ready for this. So in a way you can even say, I can either tally it up that I'm one more way that I'm broken and deficient, or you can say, see it as uh, the truth with, uh, which I understand is the truth. God saying, you're ready for this. Mm. And I see you have it within you to come into healing in this area. That's so affirming. Right. It's much more affirming and, and just uh, trusting in the power of grace. And, and that's so our wounds can be, unfortunately, the results of sins of others, um, abuse or neglect of, of all sorts. Uh, our wounds can arise from that. But again, e- even if, if, if we've never experienced that sort of pain, we're still wounded. This is, we're still wounded. Let me finish mm-hmm. the sentence. We're still wounded, period. New sentence. Uh, it's called original sin. Mm-hmm. So every one of us experiences woundedness. I think it was Father Benedict Rochelle talked about um, original woundedness. Mm, uh, I think maybe word. I'm making that up. I don't know. Uh, but that's a real original sin. Uh, the original wound. I'm wounded in some way. Uh, emotionally, in my psyche, there are wounds there that some, some of them might be because of experiences of my past, but some of them are just part of, unfortunately, the human experience, the side of Eden mm-hmm. and the side of Heaven. Reach it. But he does. So what, what actually let me, so what, but what's the good news in that? We've been talking about it, but what's the good news in this, Allison? Is that our Lord, our beloved Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our beloved father, the Holy Spirit dwelling and yearning with goodness for, for our full realization of the gift we are as God created us to be are constantly at work. Don't get exhausted. That sounds exhausting. But they're constantly <laughs> at work in your life to bring you to the full healing and integration, and definitively that will be in heaven ultimately. But they're constantly at work. Healing is not only possible, God's active in it in your life right now. It's not like, well, I'll just sit on this for two weeks. No, God's actually, he's, you know, maybe not that abruptly. That sounds a little intrusive. (laughs) Please open up. No, (laughs) he's much more gentle. Um, But he's always at work bringing things to the light for us, affirming us, encouraging us. He's at work bringing us, inviting us to the grace of the moment, the grace of the day, which is to grow in conversion, repentance, healing, glorify God, receive his love. So healing is possible, I guess, is kind of the punchline there, and that it's more than possible because God's about that work constantly. Um, so I'm just going to put myself maybe Insert. in the position of certain, some, some listeners maybe. Uh, those are great words, Allison, but I'm not seeing it. Like in, in I, I I see the wounds and you're telling me that he's working on them, but I don't see that. One of which saint you can give the quote, but they say God made you without your help, but he won't redeem oh, you without your help. Yeah, that that wonderful, wonderful saint. Because um the invitation and the gift of our free will to love and the dignity that that involves. Mm our own healing from sin that man or humanity brought on ourselves though Christ has redeemed us through the resurrection through the cross and his passion and resurrection 
coming into our own individual salvation is something that we're invited to participate in or reject because God's a gentleman. He won't force us. Healing is a part of the act of resurrection in our lives, his Mm -hmm. resurrected glory and grace. He's not going to force that on us. I mean, look at him in all the passion narratives of Good Friday before Pontius Pilate. He's silent, not because he's un- he doesn't have words or he's not powerful or he's somehow holding back like a stubborn child. Right. He's, yeah, he he's, won't force anyone to believe, but he offers himself. He hands himself over. He offers himself to us. So our own participation belongs to our dignity and how God created us in his image and likeness. But it also, real healing concretely involves our activity. So, I mean, even to be, in a sense, devil's advocate a little bit even more, I've been trying so long and hard that I'm not seeing change yeah, in this yeah. area of sin and bondage. Yeah. I would encourage, because I can't give words to the response individually that every heart needs to hear, but I would encourage, examine oneself in our own life of prayer. Am I? Is this maybe a time? Yeah, I pray privately, but is this a time for me to avail myself to something else, like mm. one of the healing retreats that CFS mm. and dis, the Discipleship and Evangelization Office put on? Is there? Is this a time for spiritual direction? I can't just grow on my own. I need um, uh, to avail myself of something much more uh, formal like that to help um, our Lord. I like to I like to tell people that healing is a lifelong reality, but I don't want people to think, well, I'm always going to struggle with this wound. Mm. It's not like that. There is a, a transformation. I know different areas in my own heart have come to fullness of life and healing uh, as much as they can this side of heaven, and that's an area that I'm free from. I'm free right. from the effects of sin that I had in my life or compulsions or struggles that I had. So there are concrete effects. There is a healing that you come to. But there is more fullness to unveil. So if you're feeling stuck or frustrated, go through those steps again. Find someone to talk to. Talk to God. Journal. Seek potentially a professional counselor. And the last one is avail yourself of the sacraments. Mm. Really examine, am I going to confession as frequently as I as might be um, beneficial to my own conversion and healing in certain areas? Am I receiving our Lord in the Eucharist? Maybe I need him. Pope Francis calls the Eucharist medicine. Yep. I need him. I, I need Jesus. Like, the divine and that's position. not vague. That's very right. concrete, you know? Yep. So we've got a little less than two minutes. I have a question, but, but, mm-hmm. but I, but I can, I can hold off on the question in case there's something that you really want to speak to just in the time we have left. No. no. What's the question? Okay. Um, you said for God's working. So on, but you said, don't get exhausted. So again, ah. <laughs> but I'm tired. I, I am exhausted. You say don't get exhausted, but I am exhausted. What do you got from me? Oh my gosh, I know, Dr. Chris. Okay, first of all, I want to say, I think being exhausted with sin is always where we should be. I think that's a very healthy, healthy, maybe not should, but that's a very healthy thing. I knew a very holy priest, um, much, much older, and he would fall asleep hearing confessions, and someone (laughs) gave him a hard time, and he said, sin is very boring. And I was like, wow. So, So I just say, it's okay, be fatigued by your sin, but then... Throw yourself into the arms of a father who loves you and okay. uh, go through a list of gratitudes of what you have. And usually that changes our hearts from exhaustion to encouragement. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that, that, that works. I guess I, okay. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> so um, 
if people do you have any recommendations just in the in the half minute or so we have left any recommendations if, if what would you point people to you already mentioned catholic family services here in the diocese of falls if somebody is the, is there anything online if folks are listening other places um any books resources that you might, might point to that way absolutely there's a wonderful healing practice um that kind of jumped off of there's the um, theology of the body Institute in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where another healing practice actually started in Florida called the John Paul II Healing okay. Center. There's a website, um, jp2healing.org, I think is what it is. I also want to um, share I'm about... I'm going to cut you off there. Yeah. Because we're out of time. Okay. So email ignitionsfcatholic.org yes. if you have questions, yeah. or you can look up Allison. No, no. Email ignition at sfcatholic.org if you have any questions. There's lots Allison, out there. Thanks for being here, Allison. My pleasure. And that's going to wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.